fly atop Boston, it's Celtics Express, where we bring you the latest in the quest for Banner 18. It's the Prince of the Parquet, the Captain of Causeway, the Governor of Green. Oh, wait, really? He quit? Okay, then. Here's your host, Jay Corwin. That's me. Welcome to Celtics Express. I'm your host as we travel deep into the NBA vortex. Jay Corwin, find us on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, otgbasketball.com. It's a must visit for all you hoop heads. Lots of great podcasts and writing material on the daily, no matter what you're fancy. At Celtics Express, on Twitter, everywhere. Find podcasts or consume. You'll find us there. We strive to fill your brain with everything your Celtics heart desires. We also track major stories from across the association, all in less than 20 minutes of pop. If you're new, welcome aboard. For our legions of fans, thanks for your time. We love you. With the power back on for mostly everyone across southern New England, Nor'easter Part 2 hits the area this week. We'll keep you nice and cozy with a 6-4 menace out of East Dennis. 98.5 The Sports Hub in Boston. Celtic studio host Mr. Sean Silver will chat about Monday night's beatdown in Chi-Town roster makeup. And what's next, of course. The Celtics get a 105-89 win over the Bulls at the United Center Monday night, fueled by a 19-0 second quarter run. They've won five of the last six, with the one being that lost Saturday night in Houston. Boston now 45-20, and a game and a half behind East leading Toronto. Kyrie Irving sat out with a sore left knee for the Celtics in this one. You may recall back in December, they were blown out by the Bulls. Irving was sidelined with a bruised quad in that game. No Kyrie, no problem this time around. Jalen Brown slang in buckets like Nino. 21 points to lead the green. Brown doing his best. Bill Belichick impression after the win. It's tough because it's NBA. You know, teams are going to make runs. we got good players. Chicago's a good team. But I think we did. We stayed the course pretty well, you know. And we played good in a lot of spots, and we still got to continue to make the right plays, but we did a good job tonight. Fellow young buck Jason Tatum adding 14 points for the green. Uncle Al Horford, he's been slumping, bounced back with a nice one, 13 points, a team-high plus 31-point differential. I felt like, you know, we had a really good game plan coming in, and, and Coach, you know, really wanted us to play uh, more up-tempo. Uh, the last time that we came here, they just had their way with us, so we're, we're aware of the kind of team they can be. Denzel Valentine, 20 points off the bench to pace Chicago. Lori Markkinen adding 12 for the Bulls. They were out-rebounded 53-36 to in this one by the Celtics. Bulls guard Zach Levine pretty much sums it up. That's what happens. You know, you're getting, you're getting your ass whooped out there. And, you know, we, we, it's, it's tough, but, you know, we got to be better. We got to show it better. We got to be able to fight still, but, you know, that's, that's what happens sometimes. Ass whoopings just be happening sometimes. Some feeble bench numbers for the green. Abdel Nader in just 12 minutes finished negative 17 in point differential. Very telling in a 16-point win. However, recently acquired big man, the silky sloth, Greg Monroe with a strong effort. 10 points, 9 boards, 5 of 7 shooting in just 10 minutes. T. Rowe added 13. Another guy who showed up big was Shane Larkin. The diminutive point guard got the start for Kyrie, his first start since the 2015-16 campaign with the Nets. Larkin put up nine points, four dimes, four boards, three of three shooting from deep. He really facilitated the offense well. The Celtics clearly making an effort to pick up the pace. Larkin spoke to Grandy and Max on the sports hub after the win. I knew I was starting maybe 60 minutes before the game. Coach told me at shoot-around that he might go that way, so just to be prepared. And mentally, I was just thinking about if I started, if I didn't, so... I knew 60 minutes before. Is it easier to sort of get into the game that way, especially when you've been out a lot lately, to kind of get in the flow of a game as opposed to coming in cold? Uh, definitely. You know, you stay warm right after warm, so you get right out there on the court, so your legs are underneath you. So it's definitely easier to catch a rhythm that way. So 
it was good, and I'm glad it worked out. With that, it's time to tap those phone lines. Teddy, too hot. Give me the goods. Got NBA on the brain? Call the sex line. Whoa there. That's Celtics Express Customer Service. Give us your take at 617-807-0013 to be heard on the show. We bring in from the Sports Hub in Boston, the Celtics flagship network for the team, studio host Sean Silver. Sean, howdy. How you doing? Hey, good morning. Nice to uh, see the Celtics finally put a knee in the back of an opponent's neck, a team that they really should beat. Took the lead early and just held it the whole game and blew them away. Yeah, it was really quite the beatdown. Seemed like a varsity versus uh, JV kind of event. Your thoughts uh, on the win? Yeah, I was thinking similarly during the game last night. Great minds, obviously, here. Uh, really <laughs> like the play of Al Horford out of the gate. I know that Bobby Portis and Laurie Markkinen, you know, aren't anybody's idea of an all-star caliber front court. Uh, but here's a guy who's getting killed in the media right now. Uh, you know, had a bad game by his own admission against Houston on Saturday night in a big spot. And uh, just went out in the first quarter and was a part of the Celtics setting the tone. He's never going to be the guy who, you know, scores 15, 20 points in the first quarter of a a game. Uh, But he came out, they were feeding the ball into the low post. Uh, He was aggressive out there, getting teammates involved, had a nice play where he got a steal and took it coast to coast, a block shot, just about everything you'd expect out of Al Al Horford um, that does well, plays well for the Celtics. you saw that in the first period. Also, Jalen Brown feeling like he was the best player on the court last night. and There really wasn't an argument. Uh, just being aggressive, going out and getting his. Uh, as I mentioned, the team uh, getting an early lead and not letting up. And uh, also letting the bench carry you some nights. That's going to be really important for the Celtics down the stretch here. Uh, we've talked a lot about Jason Tatum hitting the rookie wall. Jalen Brown's only in his second year. Aaron Baines now coming in on a career high in minutes he's getting close there and of course Horford and Kyrie they're veterans uh, you gotta assume they got bumps and bruises these guys are going to need some rest they're going to need some cohesion on that second unit so all the better for Brad to shorten up his bench some nights and uh, just just rely on guys who you know you know that's going to be your second unit for the playoffs let them play you through it uh, let them give the starters some rest and and that really the rising tide there lifts all boats yeah, some talk this week about Al Horford and what's been up with him. Is he hurt? He has been down a bit. It's certainly very important to the Celtics' offense, as any basketball mind knows. We we could see if maybe he gets shut down against some weaker front courts as we move on. And again, good points uh, from the bench as well. They will be huge moving forward. To that point, we saw Shane Larkin uh, come in, and he got the start. No Terry Rozier, no Marcus Smart. Your thoughts on that? has some faith in Shane Larkin. You've seen him in, in different spots this season when he's been healthy. Really provides some nice contributions. But I, I do think, you know, he's trying to establish something with this second unit there. Um, we saw a really great performance out of the second unit uh, as constituted uh, Morris, Rozier, Smart, Greg Monroe, and, you know, Player X, whether it's Tice or, you know, one of the starters running out there with him. Um, so they were good the other night. Uh, they were pretty pretty darn good last night playing a, a larger swath of minutes. So, you know, he knows that he's going to – he's not going to go 12 deep in the playoffs. So uh, on a night when Kyrie's out, here's a you know rather dependable guy in Shane Larkin who – you know, you're not asking a whole lot out of, but probably can provide a steady hand as a starter against a bad team. 
Um, he did just that. And then you just saw more, you know, experimenting. Obviously, Marcus Smart, you know, was a moron and punched a mirror in this two weeks. <laughs> so uh, you get some time to Excuse you, swipe. work on that second unit and, and uh, get them operating the, the way that you want headed into the postseason run. Yeah, Larkin strikes me, Sean, as one of those guys with a very high basketball IQ. He just always seems to kind of make the right play, doesn't really take bad shots, and when he's open for that three, he sure can knock it down. Now, uh, you're a very versatile guy, Sean. I think being well-rounded is crucial. We know you to be a radio talent, a poet, a, a homeowner, a crafty guy. You're doing all sorts of stuff around the city. I want to appeal to the doctor side of the Silver Fox. What's up with Kyrie's knee? Any problem? There was smoke, obviously, coming into this season uh, with what was coming out of Cleveland in, in terms of the the ultimatum that was given there. And, uh, you know, I don't play too much into that, obviously, for a guy to operate on this high level that he has all season. Uh, it can't be that there's something really, really wrong in there. When you're playing the Bulls on March 5th, uh, that's, that's an optimal night to rest Kyrie Irving. It's happened throughout his career. Um, you know, even 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 when LeBron wasn't in Cleveland and that whole veteran blueprint of just giving the stars rest down the stretch wasn't in, in play, you know, Kyrie wasn't playing full seasons. He's he's clearly a guy who just needs a little maintenance. You know, that kinda is what it is, but he's playing at a high level. This isn't like you know, hey, why is Isaiah Thomas's play dropping off a cliff? Why can't he get around screens? Why can't he beat people to the basket anymore? Oh, his hips messed up. Um, I, I'm not going to show too much concern over this unless there's more and more smoke to the point of a, a blaze starting up and uh, we're all panicking come April. Okay, so we can feel the collective blood pressure of Celtics Nation drop a bit uh, with Sean Silver's info there. I'll, I'll trust you on that. Now I'll relax on Kyrie's knee. Certainly a good night uh, to take a night off for sure. So, <laughs> Finally, uh, the importance of the top seed. It seemed last year maybe wasn't so important. This year feels like it may be very important in the Eastern Conference. Your thoughts? Toronto's definitely more dangerous. I mean, uh, there's some dimensionality to that team that there wasn't before. The team that you know gets bounced in the first or second round of the playoffs that we've seen over the last half decade or so. Um, DeMar DeRozan's added a little bit to his game. Um, you know, they got, they got some good bigs now and, and, uh, and a, a league leading bench. So they're going to be a tough out either way. I mean, I, I'm not super duper concerned about, about Toronto, but if the Celtics do indeed run into to Toronto, whether it's the conference finals, I, I don't really see that happening necessarily. I, I tend to think that Cleveland's going to get their act together, but if it's indeed Toronto, you're going to want that home court advantage. That said, uh, there's a, there's an element of management to all of this uh, where you know Brad Stevens has shown it before. Um, granted, they locked down the top seed last year, but you got to know what's what's best going forward. And if that means some rest for these guys and kind of depending on uh, some of your hands off the bench to uh, to get you through, then they're going to have to they're going to have to really make that work because uh, the Celtics are. They're still young. They're still scrappy, uh, but they got a they got a target on their back pretty much every night. Other teams are giving them their best effort, and uh, they're they're not going to be able to sneak up on teams and surprise them anymore. So you got to do what you got to do to get to the playoffs healthy, intact, and then you make decisions from there. Yeah, Toronto playing very well to your point. Much more of a dimensional team this season, but for me. Still the Cincinnati Bengals, Sean, until they prove otherwise. We will see in this playoff. Sean, we appreciate your time. As always, good luck with yet another uh, Nor'easter headed our way. We'll talk to you soon. Oh, my gosh.
stay safe out there and wish all the best to the listeners as well. Big ups to Sean Silver, the Silver Fox on Twitter. Make sure you follow him. Up next for the Celtics, they will visit Minnesota on Thursday. Head coach Brad Steven saying, quote, it doesn't look like a long-term concern, referring to Kyrie's knee, but certainly it could last through the week, so we'll see if he is in action Thursday night in the Twin Cities. As we wrap another episode of your favorite podcast, remember to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, OTG Basketball, and at Celtics Express on the Twitter machine. We thank our producer, Ed Teddy Tuhat, our guest, Sean Silver, our legions of fans, and of course, Dr. James Naismith. Stay safe and warm, friends. And oh yeah, if you live in Somerville, I will set your space saver on fire. I'll park there anyway, you've been warned. To save us both the trouble, please. Until next time, I'm your host, Jay Corwin. We'll see you at the Garden.